When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. It is Tom and Bach. Uh, you haven't even commented on my Fran Tarkington jersey today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool, Tom. <laughs> uh, they are now 7-7. Seven seven. That is the Vikings. Meant to mention this. Another one-score victory for the Vikings Unlike the Huskers, they've had a lot of one-score wins, but they've had a lot of one-score losses as well. But they've been in one-score games almost the entire season. Do you think even if they go nine and eight, which they're going to have to get an upset? I believe they have the Packers. I mean, they got they have two tough games and one that maybe they should win, but they're the Vikings, so who knows? But even if they go nine and eight, do you think that that keeps Mike Zimmer around? If they make the playoffs, I, I don't think they'll fire. Him. Hmm. And That's interesting because I they if they make the playoffs they still don't have a legitimate shot. Like we were saying earlier, the NFL has like it's loaded with teams that yeah. have a legitimate shot. We don't know who the favorite is, but the Vikings is not among those teams. No, I, <laughs> I don't think they are. But they have beaten the Packers, who we think does have a shot. Right. Uh, their final games are uh, next week. Uh, let's see, they're home versus the Rams next week. They have uh, the Packers on the road the following week, and then they finish with Chicago. So they. They could win two of three. They uh, could, gonna, but that's going to be tough. Yeah, they're going to add. I mean, the Rams will be tough, but they yeah. do have them at home. Uh, he is a Vikings fan, BC, Husker 24-7. Did you watch the game last night? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was quite a game. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, to the, sorry to everybody else who had to watch it, but oh. they, they knew what they were signing up for. If you tuned in the Vikings-Bears, I mean, it, come on. Yeah. You, you, you know what you're going to get. It's the NFC North. Uh, do you think... Cousins uh, threw two touchdowns, but he had 87 yards throwing, so he wasn't the answer last night. They just kind of won that, or I think more that Chicago kind of lost it. But are you in the camp of if Zimmer doesn't make the playoffs, he's got to be gone uh, this year? Um, I I really like Mike Zimmer um, and have enjoyed him as sort of the head coach and a little bit being crotchety and all that stuff that's yeah. kind of associated with him, but. I sort of think they've hit their ceiling with him, and I'm not somebody who likes to run coaches out of town. But, yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, I I, I feel like he's he's taken his crack at it. It was an admirable effort, and they've been a solid team under him, but they haven't been able to be great. And so I think if, if you're fine just being solid and sort of where they are right now, you stick with it. And if you're thinking, we gotta we got to think bigger than this, I think you got to move on. And that concludes Vikings Talk uh, with Brian yep. Christofferson from Husker 24-7. We move on to uh, Nebraska basketball. Where is your panic concern meter right now for Husker basketball? 
Um, I mean, it's, I don't know if I'm panicked. I'm, I'm sort of just a, a little bit apathetic um, about it. And I think, unfortunately, that's where others are, too, where, you know, there was, you know, a couple months ago, I think when we were talking about this team, you could legitimately kind of convince yourself this could be pretty fun, uh, how it looked on paper. And it's just, you know, it's been a team we've talked about. it. They they really have struggled to just find any sort of consistency shooting the basketball, and that obviously makes the game very difficult. Um, you know, I, I don't think it was necessarily a lack of effort the other night. Um, it's just a team that's really scuffling right now and it doesn't have a rhythm to it. And it's going to be very hard to pick that up sort of uh, midstream. Now, I know Fred Hoiberg's hope, was that with these, you know, the game on Sunday and then the the game against Kennesaw State? There's sort the, these are sort of in a way almost like preseason build-up games to the Big Ten, where he gets a chance to try try his new ideas with the offense and the system, and sort of work out the kinks. Um, but along the way, I think they really needed to win that game against K State. I think they needed that jolt. I don't think tomorrow night gives it to them. And then, you know, this conference is a bear for a team that's not prepared or doesn't have itself together, and Nebraska doesn't appear to be that way right now. And, of course, everybody's looking for answers about how to how to fix this team, how to get it going on the right track. Um, and I don't know if it, would, it could fix it, but at least Hoiberg's looking to tweak it a little bit by saying that if you take bad shots, you'll be taken out of the game. And he's done that to a degree here with Lonzo Verge here and there. Um, but do you think that you're going to see that at a high level, or do you think he's saying that um, to try to kind of scare his team out of uh, out of taking those bad shots? Well, maybe a little bit of both. I I. I take him at his word usually with stuff like that I think he's gonna uh, I I mean I think it's a point where you're trying to push any button you can to get to get guys changed or fix what what is wrong and so yeah you you say we're gonna have shorter leashes you know on on things if if you if we just waste possessions here um, you know we're not a good enough basketball team to do that sort of thing so I think you've seen that throughout the non-con is there have been times where you know, Nebraska's had moments where it looked like they might have the upper hand in the game or they might have a little momentum, and then there will be three or four possessions where you just kind of step back and you're like, they just threw away those possessions and it was nothing, you know, with the shot that was taken. Um, you know, and I, I know some guys are, are trying to show the different parts of their game, and I think, you know, one of the things with a guy like Bryce McGowan's who's been a really – you know, good player statistically speaking is he's also a guy who's trying to work out some things in his game for the next level too at some point. So he, there might be some things there where guys like that have to harness it in a bit and realize, you know, that I, this isn't the time to be going to the lab, you know, like out there when we're keeping score, if I don't have this part of my game in order yet. So some of those shots that I feel have been really ill-advised from a lot of different people. Yeah, I, I do hope that there's a quick hook because I think there needs to be at this point. BC Husker 24-7, our guest. It feels like the first couple of years, and maybe even this year, the roster was thrown together. You haven't had a lot of continuity, uh, and it doesn't feel like they've found a, a true point guard. I think Alonzo Verz is talented, but probably not a true point guard. Do you think if, if – and hopefully he does. If Hoiberg survives this season – he needs to reevaluate how he assembles a roster, right? Yeah, I definitely think so. And I'm I'm kind of with you, Tom. I think with the, how you were saying that is, I know there's some people who are like they look 
I get it. I know what the record is, and it's it's rough, rough, rough stuff. But I I think Fred Hoiberg is a very smart basketball coach. I think he has a resume in his background that that shows that. And I I'm not I I'm shocked how it's gone. I'll be honest. I really when he was hired, it was a slam dunk to me. And I I remember I've said it publicly on this thing on on podcasts on all this stuff like i i he's gonna succeed here i was just like so sure of it and so i'm sort of flabbergasted at how it's gone and i'm sure they are a little bit too but i think your your question it's not an easy answer to it but it's the right one it's like if if you keep knocking your head against the wall and these are the results you really got to reassess like how are how are we putting the parts together maybe this did work you know, eight or nine years ago somewhere else in in this sort of formula, but it's not working now, and we've got to evolve and think about things a little bit differently. Um, and maybe the league you're in, too. You know, the Big Ten, as you go through that, you got to think about what is the type of team, what are the type of rosters that can win in this league, and you've got to be a tough-minded, you know, attack-the-glass, uh, intense type of team um, that that cares about the little stuff and the, you know and and it's not all flash but you got to put your elbows out a bit and so I think you're gonna have to find a few more of those guys um, who have maybe have bloody chins in their background a little bit you know they have they have some of that to their game and and, and see if, what you can find here. What do you think would be a, a success for them in Big Ten play? Kind of knowing what we know now, obviously it's probably kind of changed since the beginning of the season. But I mean, I always, I always try to draw that line and try to get to five hundred, and you'll put yourself in a good position. It might be kind of hard to see this team getting to five hundred in Big Ten, though. Oh yeah, I, I mean, it's really hard for me to see it, and I've tried to be real optimistic about them. I'm not trying to just like, you know, just be a. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done a downer but it's it, that's where it is right now i mean that that the basketball we've seen has not been good um and i think at this point i thought before the season yeah maybe 500 is in the cards if this roster really comes together and now you know i want to see a team that wins five or five games or something like that in the conference if they did that i think they would exceed some people's expectations but along the way it's not just about winning but it's about are there pieces here that you can use going forward? You know, what is there something you can get out of this Big Ten season where you're saying, okay, these three or four guys have to be part of the nucleus going forward. I don't know if they're going to be the main guys a year from now, but they're guys who I I think can win in the system or whatever we're trying to do going forward. I'm speaking from their vantage point. And so I think that's what you're looking for as much as anything. It's not just about – the bigger question to me isn't how many – they win it's how many guys two months from now are you saying okay i feel good about him going into next year like i i could see where that fits as a part of the puzzle you know and to me that that's the biggest question how many of those guys do you have Um, well it feels like that because maybe you get you know trey back in mid-january and things change as far as the toughness meter is concerned uh but i at this point 
And I kind of wanted it with the first two Hoiberg teams, be a better team at the end of the year than you were at the start of the year. And I didn't get that. Uh, so I'd like to see a better team at the end of the year than we saw at the start of the year. But that doesn't seem even very realistic if they continue to lose all the time. Yeah, I mean, right now, when you say how many more do you expect them to win, I mean, we're talking about a program that won seven games each of the last two years, and right now it's stuck on six. I mean, uh, it's it's hard to, like, look at any game on that schedule and say, okay, Nebraska's a favorite, you know, and most of them you would say they're a significant underdog. So that's where it gets really difficult, and that's why, you know, I'm not, I'm not really to the point where I even, like, too fired up about talking can they win five or six or four or whatever in the big 10 it it does to me it does go back to how many on that roster um can you say at the end of this season let's move forward with these guys and that's what you got to find out and unfortunately that's the season i think it it is now and uh i didn't necessarily think it was going to be that way a couple months ago but it that's the situation and you got to work you got to work through this now and you got to battle and you got to find who wants to battle with you. And I, I mean, I'm curious if they bring somebody, I've wondered if like they might bring Quran McPherson, you know, in there just cause he's kind of a defensive guy and he's got some edge to him and he seems to care. Um, you know, just see what happens. I don't, I don't know at this point, I don't know what you have to lose. Well, another day, another name out of the portal. Jack Miller going off to Florida. Uh, Nebraska just kind of waiting, and we'll see what happens with the quarterback position. But uh, we kind of got to an interesting discussion here um, as we break it down is, you know, how much of this quarterback decision is about next year uh, compared to the future? Do you think that there is there's any thought about that, or is it just win now? Because some of the options that they have would just have one year of eligibility remaining. Um, but obviously they need to win in next season. But does that build for the future? I think that's okay. I mean, I, I really think it's all about what can you do in 2022 right now. And college football is going to change like that. I mean, we, we have to adapt a little bit to the idea that, yes, you do want, we were talking about a nucleus with basketball, you do want that with football too, where there are these guys, you know, okay, they're going to be around the next two or three years. That still matters to some degree. But we're watching this at every position group across the country, just how dramatically rosters are being flipped. And not only at places like Nebraska where they went three and nine, but programs that had a lot of winning success, you know, you're seeing there a lot of roster turnover. And so I think it more and more, it's going to become like, um, what do you got next year? And then at, when December comes around, um, you do it all over again, where you're reassembling the pieces and there are some guys who are going to stick around, but at QB, especially right now for Nebraska, um, if there's a guy and he only has one year, but I think he's got the right sauce and he, he fits, uh, you know, with the arm talent and stuff like that. Yeah. I take him. And then in the meantime, I'm building up, you know, the guys I have obviously with Smothers Harburg and, and Richard Torres will be here. So, um, in a way, I talk about guys who are bridge players, who are like a bridge. They, they give you a year or two into something else that's younger in the program. And that could that could be the case at quarterback here, where you find that guy who's a bridge to whichever of the young guys is then ready in two years from now or whatever yeah. it may be. BC Husker 24-7 is our guest. It's interesting to me that there almost seems to be more excitement about a potential quarterback coming in 
then a new coach, the final coach, the final piece of the puzzle for Nebraska staff. We assume it'll be a special teams coordinator, but who knows? But maybe it's because that that final piece at quarterback, it'll give us a clue about where this thing is going. How much do you think it will be a compass about the the offense to come under Mark Whipple? Yeah, I mean, I think the QB, aside from the, frankly, the OC, was the piece everybody's like, who is it? You know, that's the, that's the biggest one on everybody's radar because, I mean, these fans have lived and breathed it with, um, you know, a team that's right there on the edge every week and has a quarterback who can do some really good things, but in those clutch moments it always seemed to go sideways. And <clears throat> there's an understanding if you're a team where every week you're in three or four-point games like the Huskers, like the Vikings in the NFL – You've got to have that guy um, who runs the command center at QB who's just, he's got that it factor. He's got that ability to make the right decisions, to make the right throws in those moments. And that's why, you know, there's such an intrigue with that. Um, I think the special teams coach also, there's sort of this thought, you know, Bill Bush has sort of been the name that's just been prevalent, and I think for, for good reason. And so I think there's sort of a thought that, it's probably Bill Bush until we hear otherwise. I mean, I think that's how a lot of people are. So in their head, there's kind of that, you know, like, okay, I think I know what this is. We'll see. I know they're leaning towards special teams. So I'm, I think they fan base in general feels like the bigger hires, the ones I was really curious about where I didn't know what the names would be or what they're about. Those are taken care of now. Yeah. And, uh, so now, now we're doing the same thing with QB, where special teams, I think we at least know some of the, the – we probably know the main guy. BC, though, if it was a guy or is a guy like Bill Bush, why wouldn't they have just announced that? He's already here. Yeah, I know. That's a good question, Tom, and I, I don't know for sure. Um, all I can say with that is he's the name I've kept hearing. And then, you know, the punter from Montana last week is a good example. We've heard things like this through our reporting – where I'm doing an interview with him, and, and he talks about why he picked Nebraska. And one of the things he said was, well, yeah, I, I really like the direction they're going, and I, I, I have the sense Bill Bush is the guy. Like he, I mean, these are, the, these are people like on the record who are, through their conversations with Husker staffers, recruits, thinking that's the direction Nebraska is going. And so I'm inclined to think it is, too, from everything I've heard and putting that together. Um, but I don't know for sure why they wouldn't. Um, and, and I guess that does raise the question at least to, to keep it open. Is there somebody else who, who could be on the radar that you're at least waiting, maybe still got a season going or a bowl game or whatever? I don't know. It, 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 that's always something that's possible, but, um, I'm still betting my money on Bush just through what we've, uh, what we've heard and, and, and what others have just said, you know, on the record. So, and I, I sort of thought Scott might announce it here this week but but i don't know you know if we get another day in i don't know how close to christmas they're going to go come out with a press release on that uh speaking of christmas brian christopherson husker 24 7 merry christmas brian yeah merry christmas to you guys i always appreciate you having me on and it's uh it's very kind of you no it's uh we get a lot from it otherwise we wouldn't have you on it's great stuff uh thank you bc (laughs) appreciate it let's get to break and come back with the pregame we'll do it coming up next you're listening to tom and bach watch live on facebook youtube or twitch this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.